All right. Hey, this is First Issue Club Special Edition. We are breaking in because there is breaking news about Diamond Publishing and their distribution. We don't often do this on First Issue Club, but we are here to talk about the things that make it hard to do uh, comic booking in the world. And so we want to dissect this. We want to talk about it and know about it. Um, so we are here with the latest edition of First Issue Club. Who's in the club today? You got Greg. Mike D. Oh yeah, baby. We got Mike D and Greg and Budget King, and we are all in different places. Uh, and we're all at our home and we're looking at each other on Zoom and we're doing it. We're making it. We're making a podcast. <laughs> um, so what happened today uh, with Diamond Publishing? So Diamond, you may know of them as the company that has the monopoly on distributing comic books uh they are like an exclusive distributor for not just dc and marvel but several of the smaller independent publishers as well and because so many comic shops around the country are closing and can't sell their product they have decided to stop shipping new product starting march 24th which is tuesday of this week um, meaning that you're going to probably be able to get comics that were coming out on Wednesday, March 25th, but comics that were coming out on April 1st and later are tentatively canceled until further notice. So this has some big implications for um, us, for uh, like the podcast it has implications for comic book shops for publishers and for general consumers um and it's also pretty complicated i definitely a complicated situation and it's not ideal for anybody right uh i i think worst of all are going to be the comic book shops that it's DC and the publishers and, and Diamond can pick back up in a month and start uh, cashing checks. But uh, the individual shops themselves, who knows how many are, are month to month in how they survive, or maybe some of them are big enough where they've got a, a little nest egg there. But I, the, the typical comic shop that I visit, even when I'm traveling, is a pretty minor size operation and i can't imagine they've got the sort of funds to keep themselves liquid for months and months without comics yeah so i mean i want to talk about this because there's like so many interesting facets to me and like just right. reading it i'm just like i don't even know what's going on here so one if diamond is not sending out new comic books does this mean that publishers are still making them and they're not distributing them no, as far as like getting them printed onto paper, I think they've paused that for the time being. They're still working on the art and they're still working on the stories. But I think to save money during all these lockdowns that are happening state to state, sometimes city by city, they've just kind of put um, a pause on production of actually making them into printed comic books. So as a comic book sh store, I couldn't be like, hey, I'm going to go directly to Boom and get their new comic books because Diamond isn't giving me them. I assume so. Okay. And also, I think you have to go through Diamond. That's like the agreement that Diamond and comic book shops have. 
Yes, but if they were like, I'm going to end my diamond book distribution deal and go directly to publishers, they could do that, right? Um, I don't know. That sounds like a, a mess waiting okay. to happen. I, well, right, right now, uh, DC, Marvel, Dark Horse, and Image are like the four main publishers that are exclusive distributors with diamond or have diamond as an exclusive distributor meaning that they don't go direct to market right now and who knows how long they're locked up in like contracts with diamond it may be like that they legally can't just ship right to a, a comic book shop but i i would think that they could eventually if they get some of the legal mumbo jumbo cleared up there. Okay. If that's what you're asking. Yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering like, could if diamond who those who don't own comic book store store that listen to this <laughs> podcast, diamond is a clusterfuck of a business and they yeah. essentially have a monopoly on all the distribution. I know there are other distribution networks out there that exist. And I know that you can, some publishers allow you to go directly to the publisher to get some distribution. Now, I don't think that that's that frequent or whatever, but that does happen, especially with independents. Like you have, that's the only way to get some independence is to directly go to them for publishing. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, so one, this isn't gonna affect the publishers directly, the distribution isn't gonna directly affect the publishers to our knowledge from what we know. Other than that, they have stopped production on their own, but not as a result of the distribution stopping. Right. I think they've they've stopped uh, printing because of distribution stopping, because of stores sh- stopping. Okay. So it's a circle, I guess. Okay. It's a yeah, it's a circle, right? And and it really that that circle really makes you think like. How much does, um, you know, earlier in this podcast, I even said comic shops are going to hurt the worst because you've got several that probably can't even survive a month, month and a half without their customers coming in and and keeping the shop afloat and paying rent, right? But, you know, like think about if, if by the time this is done and it's gone several months and everybody just files for bankruptcy, um, does the distributor hurt because they can't they're they're shipping comics to like half as many places you know what i mean right yeah and then does the publisher say well if we're only shipping half as many comics why print comics at all why don't i go fully digital so i think that's something that's on the table as a result of this eventually that everyone might just say you know if this happens again we're fucked all over um why not just go the uh, digital route? Yep, I, it, that could happen. The other thing that I think could happen is like, so basically stores, comic book stores that we know of that exist, they exist on this whale model. We are all whales in this model in that we spend about 50 to 60 bucks at these, these shops weekly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. And we're all buying new comic books. If there are not new comic books in a store, I can't go in there and buy anything. And each shop that we know that exists in our city has about 50 whales that keep them afloat. 
Right. Right. If we keep the analogy going. Right. Okay. Comic books sell other things. They diversify and they sell tons of trades and things that aren't like new comic books, um, like bookstores do. But the specific thing that comic books do is like new, you know, I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. But so the comic book shops that we know, because we aren't, again, and we're not claiming to know everything. We're just kind of talking this out. Could not exist for at least a handful of weeks not being able to not sell new books. Like that will kill them. Right? Yeah, unless you diversify into board games or cards or stuff like that. But now, I let, mean, still, like, uh, selling board games isn't going to keep you going. No, that's true. It could keep you afloat for a little longer, but if... Especially if you say, I'm going to get into the gaming game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That, like, just, like, deciding that you're going to start ordering board games and shit. Uh, yeah. Is gonna no, be not, tough. Well, not going to uh, work. And, and we're 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 still operating under the assumption that small businesses like in Kansas City uh, are not allowed to be open because they're non-essential. Um, our city has an ordinance for thirty days that does not allow non-essentials to exist. Like a lot of cities are doing, like New York and things like that. Right. Um, and so that will essentially cut them off anyway. We heard okay so this is something i want to dissect a little bit um we emailed our shop and said what should we do yeah what's best for you guys even what is best for you guys in it in one of the responses they said i wish diamond would just go ahead and halt distribution yeah exactly what what why why did they say that what does that mean well so i talked to our friend doug who owns a shop in new jersey called the geekery and he says, because they're on lockdown too. So if Diamond was still shipping new books to them, are they an essential place that can stay open and people can gather there? So if they have all this new material to sell, can people even come to buy it? Or will they even go to buy it? So not only are they having to buy new books from Diamond, they may not have the customer customers to come in and buy it all. So, okay, they're now, so now they're stuck with a huge stockpile of books so and, in some way in some larger ways, debt like that you, yeah you think about you can slip them by a month just paying rent which at a what's that got to be at like a consumer location is probably in the thousands for any yeah job. Like three, like, like, let's say like three grand right and yeah. and so let's say that your spend week to week is twenty five hundred dollars so if you're closed for 30 days then that's 10 grand plus rent that you're just uh, potentially out unless you expect consumers to come in and buy everything they would have normally bought and pocketed all the money they would have normally spent in a month. By, but, but by which point, like if you're 13 grand in the hole, you might not even have uh, the money or credit to get your shop to that place in the first place. Okay. So now I understand this. Um, they're basically saying like, Hey, if there, if, if, diamond is still distributing but we aren't able to sell people are going to go elsewhere and online right. and we're going to we're going to be stuck with all this shit that we can't even sell so right. if or diamond, just not able to come in at all yeah so if diamond were to just cut everything that would maybe allow us to stay afloat right right okay that i i that now makes sense yeah. um let's just let's let's get like super micro comic books in our area can't survive this, I don't think. 
I don't. It's going to be sh- hard. Yeah, I don't see the shop that we go to being around in two months. I, I also think that the thirty-day thing seems like it's maybe optimistic. I hope it isn't. I hope we're all out and high-fiving in thirty days. But touching our faces. <laughs> and I think if that's the case, then. Uh, uh, the shops in Kansas City, just given what I know about them, have a are are, are probably going to be good to go. And the distributors pick back up, and we go back to our shops and pick up our hobbies again. Um, there's going to be at some there's going to be at least some loss of business. Any hobby that's like week to week or something, and you put just like a month long stop on it, and I mean, even I'm going to see like, oh shit, I saved a bunch of money <laughs> this past yeah. month because I wasn't buying comics. Maybe I'll pull back, right? Uh, so they're going to already lose some business. If if it's out for two months or more, I don't think a lot of shops in the Kansas City metro area stay open. And a lot of that has to do with their their business, like you were saying, Budget King, is solely based around the new weekly product they don't have online business they're not integrated with can anybody hear me a larger retailer i can hear you okay everyone froze for a second sorry (laughs) they're not integrated with a larger retailer that can support them or has an infrastructure or online uh, business to continue ordering things um i think if every shop was kind of uh a hub or built like a midtown or something where I could just go online and order my books from, from individual retailers, then everything would be fine. But that's, that's not the case here. And it, it really makes you think like, man, there's some things about this business model that are um, really antiquated. It is really antiquated. In some ways it's amazing because they've made it. So it's like one of the few products that Amazon can't just demolish yes you're totally yeah. right you yeah. know what i mean so like because I, I was even explaining this to just some other people today and they're like well why isn't amazon just taking over that business and i'm like yeah isn't that crazy yeah. <laughs> they can't <laughs> it's the one thing they can't they certainly it's the one thing bezos can't crack with buying comiXology and they own a lot of the digital space for comics right but even yeah. still that's just like for at least people in our age group who've been buying comics since our teens, that's, we don't want that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we, we see other things like this go to digital. There's the thought that, um, magic, the gathering, I know that I'm the only one here that's like super active in that community. Um, they have really ramped up their digital and like, they're going to weather the storm in that way that like their paper product could go away and they could move all business to their digital and they would, I don't think they would be fine, but they've like really made it like kind of work. It's taken them for fucking ever. Um, And so like this might force the hand. I just do not see comic books going all digital. It's just a form that like, I know Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't mean to be like old guy being like, I just like to read paper, but it's like, there's (laughs) so many other things about reading comic books in floppy form that are uh, worth it and, and interesting. Um, as just a collector, fine, but even just like so many reasons, I guess, that it's like, I can't just imagine it goes digital. Well, part of me thinks that 
um, one thing that might happen would be just like the record industry, similar model, right? And in 2008, when we hit a recession, like every single record store closed. And now the small shops are starting to reopen and people started making vinyl again as like a novelty sort of product. And that might happen where you just have, you know, your Superman, Batman, Spider-Man type books that go to print and smaller pubs that can't afford to keep up with this. And because you're going to have less outlets to go pick up comic books, uh, that those pubs go to digital only, and then eventually over time make their way back as kind of the market there rebounds. I mean, this is all, I'm saying this and it's sounding like uh, super grim, like this is going to happen. And it's, I'll say it's not right now, what we're looking at 30 days for the time being. And I think the industry is going to rebound really well. Should we stay to that 30 day mark? And <clears throat> I'm, I'll try not to look too far past that. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think like two things I want to comment on that. I think that I'm hopeful that when this freeze is done and there's the great unthawing that people just like have this cash and they can just explode it on these businesses that they love. If those businesses are fucking around after this though, is the, is the whole crux of that theory. Well, uh, well, the problem with that though is people are being laid off now. So they're not going to have a stockpile of yeah. cash. To my, so you're going you're to have a, a consumer base come back that has maybe less money than when they, when they started this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. On Thursday, we're supposed to report, I think record unemployment for the like ever. Um, and partially is because that's inflated because all small businesses are making, are firing their employees, making them collect unemployment on hopes that they come back, but they may not come back. And so that un unemployment money number is still going to be real. Um, and it's going to be astounding jaw dropping. Um, right. So yes. The other thing that I think about with the record la label or the record industry as you mentioned, yep. previous to the recession, buying records was a lot like high fidelity. It was um, arcane. It was like very music aficionado. It was like somebody held the knowledge and like you had to like kind of know where to go or hunt them in thrift stores or things like that, right? Yeah, sure. Post 2008, our city has three of these vinyl shops that are super interactive have shows they sell coffee they like are always on social media they have all these buying programs they're like young kids that are just like excited to share music there's no judgment there's tons of different vinyl there it is a great experience it has like changed the buying experience of vinyl it's definitely a better consumer experience than record stores used to be i'll say that all these pop-up shops are young people doing like small manageable like operations as compared to the pre 2008 record stores were like fucking massive right that you had just like rows and rows of vinyl and then a whole different like 
part of the shop that was just chock full of CDs and, uh, you know, a used or, section and a new section. And now everything is more of a boutique experience. And pre-2008, too, if we're going down the music route, there was still like um, Sam Goody wasn't around, but like the version of like Best Buy. Okay. Yeah. So Best Buy still was the main seller of CDs, yeah. right? right? So you you still had the big boys in the market. I'm just saying like there's a light at the end of the tunnel that this might revolutionize the comic book buying experience and they have to have a come to Jesus moment. And I say this with a caveat of like, we have stores in our city and not all of them that are this old model. And we have some stores that could potentially flip into this new model and are really close to that already. You might have stores in your city that are already doing that new model. And I hope that they weather the storm, um, to be honest. Yeah. Same. You guys are talking about how the record industry did all this, you know, pre 2008, you know, Mr. Bulky's was on every corner. You could get as much candy <laughs> as you want. You know, it was, you could buy it in whatever, you know, quantity you needed. And, you know, after the bubble popped, these mom and pop stores started, you know, shooting up all over the place. And, you know, I go to Dr. Sweet Tooth's every day to get my morning jawbreaker. And uh, I, I honestly don't know how Mr. and Mrs. Dr. Sweet Tooth are going to make it. <laughs> Great bit, Greg. Yeah, Thank good you. Comparison. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Brav, brava. I hadn't heard my voice in a while, so I thought I'd pop in. Well, it's just like, it, I think you guys were commenting on how the comic book industry was poised for a change. And believe it or not, I think this pandemic was what it needed, that push to change into something completely different, either how we purchase comic books or how comic books are sold. Um, yes. We've still got comic shops in Kansas City that don't scan barcodes. That they which what the fuck punch we, numbers into like an old cash register. Every single comic book store that we have operates on. They send you an email six days beforehand telling yeah. you everything they're going to get in their shop from a Gmail account. Right. Um, that comes out and it's like just. Co like copy gobbledygook probably directly from diamond they probably just copy and paste diamonds like oh, shipment sure. order it's a fucking it. word document and all of them literally all of them want you to pick a captain america run and say i want every one of those and that is not how this industry is going to survive that may be what people want and how people wanted it i could imagine that's what you wanted in the fucking 60s when you wanted the superman and you just wanted everyone and you were going to do it now with the flood of an insane amount of comic books that is not how comic books are bought and that's why well, trades also, that trades are bought so much good well, well comic books were also 15 cents back then right like yeah. with the price of comic books now, you can't do that. You can't say, hey, pull every Superman that comes through because you'll be fucking broke. Not to mention that pulling every Superman means you're probably on five different runs. Yeah. Yes. It's, this was exactly, I hate to say it, but this little um, pause that we're taking right now in the comic book industry may have been very much needed to kind of burn out the underbrush of this fucking backwards uh, industry that we're in. I have a hunch that there are a lot of us's out there that love independence, have a soft spot for the big two and really love going to like the big two. But we're here because there's this certain type of art form you get from a comic book that can't be got anywhere else. 
It's different right. than a museum. It's different than a Netflix show. It's different than a video game. And I will be doing consuming that for life as long as they are being printed. But um, I'm not here because, and sorry, this is a diatribe, but I'm not here because it's like, I stand Captain America. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in it, man, for like, the, he was my hero when I was a kid, and now he's a hero now. And like, I want to be part of that. I don't want to be part of that culture, to be honest. I want to be part of the culture that's like creatives doing fucking crazy shit in comic book world. Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, we've gotten to the point now where you almost have to pick a side. Yeah. And and I, I just I think that there are more us's that are waiting to be yeah. oh, I unle- agree. unleashed totally. out there. And I think we have buying power and um knock on wood, I hope to not lose my job in, in all of this. Like all of us could easily lose our job. If this if yep. this goes on for seven months, I think we're gonna be having this conversation saying, I lost my job. I mean, I don't know. We've we've kinda like hit it hit it all in some ways. No, I would just to piggyback onto what you were saying, I think that comics are a medium where a lot of really creative forward thinking people go who are uh good voices for the american lens and like the the future of the american lens and what the you know broader view of america is gonna see and think it's it's kind of always been like that with racial inequality early on and and comic book publications then did a lot before um newspapers book radio television media was willing to go there right um and i think that's still the case today there's so much like trans and lgbtq representation in comic books now there's people telling like crazy horror stories that could you know 10 years ago would have never been made into movies and tv shows and now they're showing everybody because the people writing those books 10 years ago are showrunners now. So yeah. I'd, I'd hate to lose this as a medium for young, not necessarily young, but just new and unique voices yeah. to break through. Well, um, maybe, maybe I'm naive, but I don't see comic books going away. They won't ever. I, yeah, I hope not. Did this you, will I, be the third time that the industry has tanked if it does. It right. tanked in the 50s, it tanked in the 90s. It may tank here, but it'll always bounce back. And what's crazy is after those like situations, like in the 50s, after that whole situation, Stan Lee, Jack Kirby were hired, and you had a whole decade or two of just pure insanity. After the bubble of the 90s busted, you had the early aughts in the 2010s, which and is now. the second golden <laughs> age of comic books. Yeah. It's like insane. So unfortunately... For new growth to happen, sometimes you have to burn it all down. And here, and here's another thing to to say too: if you go to LA and you go to Chicago and you go to New York, you have a choice of really cool, really fucking rad local comic book stores that get it, like, yeah, and they get totally. the, the new consumer and things like that, right? And we smaller cities that are smaller than those metropolises don't have that. Now, let me tell you, let me give you another flip scenario. I've been to all the cities. You guys have all been to most of those cities. Um, you go to those cities and they're like, hey, man, they just have awesome bars. They have cool cocktail bars. Well, you know what? Kansas City has cool cocktail bars. Like, we got that. Like, we we have the equi- – I don't say we don't have as many, but we have the equivalent of, like, cool shit. Like, 
like cool stuff to go to, right? right. That is bars. We do not have the cool comic book places, and <laughs> no. these cities do not. Like, I'm no no shade on. There are some people he, like that, you know, in our city that might listen and think like, oh, blah blah blah. We don't have them. We don't have anything close to like what LA has. Um, so I think that without a doubt, though, if somebody said, like, I, I could say our our bars and like the cool places to go stand on their own compared to those other cities. So maybe this is just the yeah. reckoning. Yeah, we. Yep. I mean, we have comic book shops. We don't have good ones. um one thing i wanted to ask you guys about on this episode before we wrapped up was are you buying comics this week uh we can't get them in kansas city so you're gonna have to get them online Uh, i just placed a midtown order anybody else doing that Uh, yeah i'll probably take a look at them i'm gonna place a midtown order tomorrow yeah um and then it's dumb to say this, but I'll, I'll buy the ones that we're covering digitally. So nobody cares about how, how we do that, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then books that we're covering this week, we haven't made any picks yet, but I know um, Hellions, number one, is coming out, which is the Zeb Wells new yes. X-Men tie-in book. And, I mean, you got to feel for him. This is probably the... Uh, he he just got Ant Man, which is a you know a good title, but uh, X Men tie in is a huge title. So I feel bad for him that uh, it's about like the worst week you'd have a comic book come out. And then there's a new book on Vault that's sold out called No One's Rose, and I think that might be another interesting one to take a look at. And hmm. Scout has a book called Kyra Kira. Yeah, I haven't like, even like, heard of that. Like a number one, a number one out, and then. There's there's a bunch of stuff. A new XO Manowar is coming out. Um, yeah. So, but Hellions was kind of like the big star this week. Yep. I'm super excited for that book. It just looks completely off the walls, and I'm just ready to cover it. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have to figure out what we're gonna be. Oh, Transformers versus Terminator comes out this week too. So. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, awesome. Um, Can't wait to pick that up. So, yeah. Who knows what's what's in store? Obviously, we're not gonna have first issues that are brand new to talk about week to week do we go back into the vault do we cover graphic novels or fantagraphics books that are still getting published you know stuff like that uh we don't know so if you have any um ideas on what you want to hear from us week to week we're hoping to still be recording and releasing something related to comic books to uh keep you sane while (laughs) Right. While we're in the comic drought. In these uncertain times, there's two things you can count on. A lack of toilet paper and a first issue club always being there to talk nonsense about comic books. There you go. I was saying, I mean, I think news is coming every week about something different. We could just do a breaking news episode every week to talk about, you know, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's going to be endless stuff that we can do and and Mm -hmm. pivot towards. The thing we like doing <laughs> yeah, is covering number ones that come out each week. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I think we'll just have to have a different version of that. Totally. All right. All right. That's been this breaking news segment of uh, Diamond Fucked the Comic Book Industry. <laughs> <laughs> or Don't forget, it. we have Patreon. Or helped it. Want, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. 
yeah we got a patreon we got social um we have a rate and review method that happens on your favorite podcast app go ahead and dip into all of that we are going to try to release as much content as we can while we're quarantined uh we all have microphones we have ways of doing this that work sometimes um and uh, we'll hope for the best bye everyone 